Our next speaker is Dan Nichols. Dan is a digital lit literacy educator and former English teacher who wanted to talk about BasePi, but realised there is no science hero for BasePi because the very concept is ridiculous. He's very passionate about this. You should you should hear him explain it. It's 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 great. Um, instead, he'd like to talk about Lisa Meitner. Hello, everybody. Uh, the person I'd like to talk to you about today is named Lisa Meitner. You might have heard of her, but if you haven't, it might be because of something called the Matilda effect. That is to say, the tendency for uh, the discoveries of women to be attributed to their male colleagues, which was certainly the case for Meitner at the time. She is also known as the mother of nuclear fission, and I'd like to tell you the quite interesting story of why that is so. Meitner was born in Austria in 1878 and was the second woman to obtain a doctorate in physics in 1905. This was, in and of itself, very remarkable given that women were not allowed to attend institutions of higher education at the time. She was privately educated until 1901. Then she somehow convinced the famous physicist Max Planck to allow her into his lectures in order to obtain her doctoral degree. This is again quite remarkable, as Planck himself was not a fan of women in his lectures and she was the first woman he had ever granted access to. Now, I'm sure you've all heard of Max Planck, who is most famous for inventing the wooden plank. Uh, sorry, no. He's of course the man who determined the famous Planck length, which was then, when he determined it in 1918, and remains today the shortest length of anything ever defined. I can't believe this guy named the shortest length ever after himself and physics has had 100 years to define a new shortest length ever and haven't come up with anything. I'm just going to call one half a Planck length a Daniel right now and just <laughs> take that for myself. Anyway, Planck was so impressed by Meitner that he took her on as his assistant and it was there that she met one of the most important figures in her life, a chemist named Otto Hahn. After World War I, in which she served as a nurse who specialised in x-rays, she embarked on an impressive part of her career in which she and Hahn discovered a new, a new element, protactinium, a new radiation effect called the auger effect, and Meitner also became the first woman in Austria to become a professor in physics. As impressive as all that was, it was only prelude to her role in the discovery of nuclear energy. In the 1930s, there was a race within the global scientific community to create an element that was heavier than uranium, which was, at the time, the heaviest known stable element. Some of the competitors were Enrico Fermi in Italy and Ernest Rutherford in Britain. Now, keep in mind, they were not trying to discover fission. They were simply trying to discover as many elements as they could, purely for scientific knowledge. None of them suspected where their research would ultimately lead. At the same time as this research was happening, Hitler had come to power in Germany and had forced all German Jews to either resign or be dismissed from any academic positions in Germany. Now, Meitner was Jewish, but she was also Austrian, so she was somewhat protected from this terrible new policy. Seeing bad things in the winds, most of her fellow Jewish scientists left the country. Meitner chose to stay, but she later said that not leaving at the time was her life's greatest regret. Her exact words were that her decision to stay was not only stupid, but morally wrong. It was also a dangerous decision. After Germany annexed Austria, and all Austrians were now considered German, Meitner found herself in hostile territory and, much like the family von Trapp, 
had to flee Austria after a colleague reported her to the Nazis. She had no money and no possessions, save a diamond ring that Hahn gave her in case she needed to bribe the border guards. She fled to Stockholm and not only continued her research there, but also continued to correspond with Hahn, who was continuing their research in Vienna. Now, while trying to create heavier elements, Hahn had bombarded uranium with neutron radiation. (laughs) What could go wrong? Um, And he observed an effect that, to him, seemed to defy explanation. The bombardment was producing two lighter elements, barium and krypton, so naturally he lost his ability to jump tall buildings in a single bound. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) kryptonite. Uh, I know that. I know that. Um, But basically, the output of uh, the experiment was producing far more energy than could be explained by existing atomic theory. He wrote to Meitner about his observations, and she pointed out Einstein's recently refined theory, E equals mc squared, which, put it another way, said if you multiply the mass of something by the speed of light and square that, that's how much energy was inside the mass. Uh, The speed of light already being quite a large number before you times it by itself, that's quite a bit of energy inside the mass, and that was explaining the high output levels. So Meitner proposed uh, to Hahn that he was seeing the result of a pure matter-to-energy conversion and that the atoms themselves were fissioning or splitting and releasing the energy that they contained. This realisation was one of the key moments in the history of nuclear power. So, Hahn observed the results but didn't understand them, but Meitner explained them. And as we all know, in the field of science, it's very important that you show your working. In Hahn's defence... He was unable to publish his results jointly with an exiled Jewish scientist, an exiled Jewish lady scientist, no less. But he did proceed to publish the result as his own discovery and was awarded the 1944 Nobel Prize in Chemistry for the discovery of nuclear fission as a result, no doubt causing Meitner to shake her fists at the sky and yell, Hahn! (laughs) But that was still some time in the future. When Meitner first made the connection between fission and massive energy release in 1938, she also immediately realised two very important things. One, that the most immediate and important application of this discovery would be the creation of a big fuck-off bomb. And two, that Germany was the first nation in possession of this knowledge. She and several other scientists immediately co-signed a famous letter written by Albert Einstein to the President of the United States at the time, Franklin Roosevelt, saying that, thanks to advances in science, it might now be possible for Germany to create a bomb that, in the words of the letter, might be powerful enough to destroy a port or a small town. (laughs) And that anything that could be done to stop the creation of that bomb should be done. Now, I should say now that the Allied governments did indeed take steps to prevent the German creation of the atomic bomb. This included an exciting commando raid on a boat carrying heavy water that may have been instrumental in allowing the Germans to win the race to the A-bomb, which should totally be made into an awesome action film. But the more immediate effect of the letter was to cause Roosevelt to think, hey, a huge bomb, what a great idea. And thus the Manhattan Project was born. Meitner herself was invited to join the project, but declined, saying, I will have nothing to do with a bomb. Oh, sorry, that's my Arnie accent. I won't do that again. Um, Sadly, while Meitner is known as the mother of nuclear fission, she has also been referred to as the mother of the atom bomb, a title she deeply deplored, 
and she very much regretted even being indirectly involved uh, with its creation. After the war, she also wrestled with her guilt at remaining behind in Vienna while her fellow Jewish scientists fled. She later wrote to Hahn, and far from decrying him for stealing her credit for fission, she instead wrote the following. You all worked for Nazi Germany, and you tried to offer only passive resistance. Certainly, to buy off your conscience, you helped here and there a persecuted person, but millions of innocent human beings were allowed to be murdered without any kind of protest being uttered. First, you betrayed your friends, then your children, in that you let them stake their lives on a criminal war. And finally, you betrayed Germany itself, because when the war was already quite hopeless, you did not once arm yourselves against the senseless destruction of Germany. Which may be why her tombstone now reads, Lisa Meitner, a physicist who never lost her humanity. Thank you very much.